Welcome to issue 63 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me tonight is Steve. Greetings. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Steve? I'm doing well. Fantastic. And also with us tonight, of course, is the lovely and talented Mike. How are you, sir? Hey, Daniel. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm tired. Yes, you should be. You've earned that fatigue with the wonderful con or get-together that you got off the ground this past weekend. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about oh, yeah. G Con recap. Come on. Oh, I'm tired, but it was my own darn fault, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was billed as a casual weekend. It was whoever wants to show up, show up. Uh, I didn't actually count who showed up, but there got a lot of people, a lot of games going. I didn't have to rent space, so I didn't care about numbers. I didn't have to do much work <laughs> because this was all set up from last time. So these are actually really, really easy to do, right? It's For me, it just takes a bit of planning for the weekend. Yeah. So from what I can tell, just looking at you know the, the tables that were up, um, you yourself played roughly 37 straight hours of Marvel <laughs> Champions. Close. Okay, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you guys, of course. And uh, Loch Ness, Cat Attack, uh, Funky Monkey Monk, and Rowan. Yeah, you were doing some campaign, like yeah, we looked great. It it was great. Funky Monkey Monk and I started a Guardians campaign, and eventually Rowan joined us. And then we had a different person for our fourth every time. They just whoever had time to play a game would play for a bit, and we just Um, divvied up the units so that everything was fair and and even coming in, and it was fantastic. And wow, Guardians is a tough box. Yeah, tough box. Yeah, all you. All you people who are complaining about the game being too easy, wish Flarkin granted. <laughs> All you Mustafas <laughs> out there. Yeah. All right. Um, Mr. L, it was great. Great to play with you that uh, that one game. It was fantastic and nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, we met a lot. So many nice people. Great, great people. So I um, yeah. played three games and, and actually was there to finish one of them. <laughs> that was my game <laughs> with Mr. L. Um, the rest of my life took over or my, my uh, you know, Eastern time zone, and I'm not as hardy as Steve, so I couldn't. Just in a lurch. I couldn't go past two or whatever it was. I oh hear. I hear you two accomplished a feat. Yeah, we took down in a four-player game. Daniel, myself, Cat Attack, and, yep. and Drew. 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 We took yep. down Expert Mutagen. Four players, and uh, mm-hmm. I, once Daniel fell asleep, and we started piloting Thor for him. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> it, I, I think that game went till about 2 a.m. So it was, you know, we were all kind of tired. And you weren't the only one who who left either, Daniel. Oh, I know. I heard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Drew had to go. And uh, Catatech and I finished the game off playing two two-handed game. You know, whatever. It was only a couple more rounds. Right. But yeah, we, we took down was... Expert Mutagen. That, so it was a lot of fun. I have one like super shout out that I need to give. So I've always wanted to to find a Thor deck that was a good and but b more importantly that I enjoyed playing, and I found it. Um, and and I, I remember saying to you know folks that oh I found this on YouTube. Some guy kind of walked through the build and how to play it and all that stuff, but I couldn't quite recall the name of 
the YouTuber. It is Fossil Ridge Gaming. Put this video out about nine months ago. I think you should all check it out. It's called Marvel Champions Thor Aggression Deck Building Strategy. It is so good, and he does such a great job of like walking through why he put what cards. Like it's just great. It's a beautiful build and great advice. Uh, and sure enough, um, I've never beaten Mutagen before, and I beat it twice um, during the LCG Con. One on expert. Yep. So yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. So thank you, Fossil Ridge Gaming. That was wonderful so right on and thanks to all the people who played played with us this past weekend it's wonderful to meet you oh, yeah sounds like everyone who showed up had fun which is yeah all i wanted how my do you not have fun you're sitting around playing I, games my only right? complaint was every game i played the villain lost oh you weren't in my games <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's true for me too steve maybe you know what mustafa's right the game's too easy Never mind. Well, you know what it is, Daniel, is we were playing with people who know how to play this game. Oh, <laughs> each oh. Other, so. um, that's true. That's true. They're good players and yeah. all polite and wonderful. Yes. But, you know, like not not going, oh, God, every time we made a move, you know, that was nice of them. Yeah, there so. wasn't a lot of I didn't hear a lot of uh, alpha gaming. You know, there was some helpful None. suggestions. Oh, try this, you know, whatever. But every, yeah, everybody yeah. like let it let everybody else play their game. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. won. Yeah. So. Look at that. Or lost. I'm not sure how to word it right now, but yeah. yeah. The, the heroes were victorious. How's that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Tries me. But Steve, what, what are we, what's the main agenda tonight? What are we talking about? Right. So this is just a supervillain roundtable four Ooh. issue, which means we're not going to talk any cards or give you any lower back story. We're all a little tired from the weekend. and um, But there is some stuff we do want to do we're going to do a little side scheme we're going to talk about the new rrg and we're going to do a little intelligentsia segment as well and we just did our lcg con recap so why, why don't we talk rrg you guys want to so, do that i think it's funny that you know first off all these lcgs have needed like have these and they get updated year after year they just get bigger and bigger right but mm -hmm. this game was billed as like the easy game <laughs> of all the lcgs and it's a 45 page rule reference now so 45 pages, like double 45. the size almost. Yeah, like there's a lot of red ink if you uh, take a look at that that guide on FFG's website. So I just think it's funny. Like even the easy game, it's got a thousand corner cases or no, you need to clarify this. We'll talk about you later, but my goodness. There's a lot of text and you're printing new text all the time that all the time. by its very nature goes against the old text so how do you do it <laughs> and in part the community demanded it yeah, yeah. and i think it's a, i think it's a good job what do you guys think yeah i think so yeah. caleb and mike did a great job with this it's clear i like what they've done yeah. yeah yeah now some of it is kind of a collected rulings that maybe they made elsewhere because this has been over a year since it got updated and there were some like emails from Caleb or from Michael Boggs that, you know, addressed certain issues or told us a ruling here or there. But now the RG sure. pretty much has collected all those things together. Okay. For the most part, I believe um, it's got, and it's cleared up some basic things like, you know, it very clearly states that basic is not an aspect, uh, which we all knew, but there's sort of like a thing out there in the community that basics an aspect, but. You know, I think the five lines where they, they harp on that is proof enough. It's not. Uh, they talk, they clear up like alteration effects, right? Like repulsor blast, 
where it says do one damage plus an additional amount. It's really all just one damage, so it's not multiple effects. You can't. It's like a single source. It's a single source, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. They have a neat bit of like they classify some of the different counter card types. What's a modular set? What's not a modular set? Specifically to deal with standard mm-hmm. set and expert set. You know, letting us know they're not modular sets. Uh, right. Yep. Yep. There was an interesting ruling in there too, where they talked about, and this came up because of the collector discarding a card from play. What, what does that? What, when is a card discarded from play? Right. And that's. They clarified that's the act of like removing it from play. It doesn't mean it has to go to the discard pile. So it's on its way there. So it's good enough to have been considered discarded. And that, that changes the way some things might interact if you're specifically playing the collector. You know, they clarify excess damage and a bunch of stuff. And just it it's really good. And like it is big, but a lot of it too you can kind of skip. Yep. And well, just and most of it is common sense. And or probably you know, how folks have been playing it anyway. Yep. And, and um, some of it's just the a collection. Part. They put all the icons. These are what all these are. They put all the keywords. That's what all these are. So you don't have to look around at different books or different locations for some of that. That stuff. I appreciate. Yeah. I'll tell you what I don't appreciate, Steve and Mike. Skirmish mode. Uh-oh. <laughs> what, what hero invented skirmish mode? You want to kill us faster? Oh, my God. Skirmish mode, also sometimes called rookie mode. Yeah, it is. Good lord. Single stage of the villain. Although I guess you could make it stage three or something, right? But ugh. I I think that's the answer to putting out Galaxy's Most Wanted. How so? What do you mean by that? Well, Galaxy's Most Wanted kind of punches you in the gut. <laughs> it's 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 a doozy. And some people who are playing more casually might not appreciate it, even on standard mode. Right. And I think skirmish gives them an option to still have fun with it. No, I guess I guess games are meant to be fun or whatever. Okay, fine. Well, the neat thing with skirmish mode, though, and with their, all the new modes of play, it's really worth the read in there, is skirmish mode is not just play level one villain. Right. It's pick any villain you want, one, two, or three, and then... Choose which difficulty level you want to play on. Are you playing on standard? Are you playing on expert? Are you playing on heroic? Or, and, and or whatever campaign version you want to play. So you can play skirmish mode, choose Green Goblin level three, play heroic two, and once you've beaten him, it's over with. Right. So, but you could also, they also have changed how heroic works. So you could play heroic on standard or on expert. So there's all these neat little. Right. It's very very modular now. I I do like I do like that because one of my main if I have a main complaint about this game, and it's not original to me by any stretch, it's that it's just too long for what it is. I think, and so I can actually see me playing skirmish mode a lot, like figuring out a nice little formula to make it a challenging game that lasts an hour, an hour and a half. You know, like the games that start at ten and that start at 10 and go to 2 like we did during the con like that's that's insane right like it's just you know we were like an hour and a half into the game before we even hit goblin <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like just you wade through this and that and it's like all right i think we got an opening and then you don't and it's like ugh. so yeah i think yeah. skirmish mode is probably the answer for that in a lot yeah, of yeah like, especially a four player game or yeah. um or if you're playing with a younger kid, you know, you just want to play one. It, 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 
it fills that time void. Skirmish mode is sort of like, how much time do I have? Not what difficulty do I right. want to play at? So, right. But you're right. The way they did all the modes, I mean, you can just fine-tune the difficulty for you and your group so well, right? Like you, yeah. There's a formula there for every every villain. That'd be, that'd be fun to kind of talk about that, like, in, a, in maybe another episode at some point. You know, what, what villains were really good for skirmish mode and how would you do it? That could be fun to talk about. Just throwing that out there. The other thing they changed, and it's like this big red section, is the whole campaign mode, right? And we all know how the campaigns pretty much work, but a know, distilled version of that is you can play on standard difficulty, but expert campaign, or even expert campaign with heroic mode, or campaign mode with skirmish with standard difficulty. So I like that campaign mode is a separate piece to the difficulty level if you're going to mm. choose campaign mode. So you could do, I mean, you can you can really mix and match based on time, difficulty. Oh, how hard do we want the campaign, but how difficult do we want the villains to be? So that's kind of cool. Who I do feel sorry for are those people out there who have been tracking. Uh, I've played against every villain in every difficulty level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that spreadsheet just got huge. Just, mm. just stop. Live life. <laughs> no, no, no! You can't stop you, once you started that train, man. Yep. No, it's got to go all the way to the station. Um, so, so Steve, real quick, how how would I do expert, say, expert campaign uh, on standard mode? So, what what part keeps it the expert campaign if you're in standard, like the hit points remaining the same and stuff like that? Yeah. So you play standard, like you'd play a standalone standard villain, right? You're gonna start it villain one and two and that that's that you're not playing on heroic you're not adding that you're not adding an expert cards what mm -hmm. you but you can play expert campaign where you play with the campaign rules on expert typically like in red skull it would be track your hit points sure. so your hit points don't you know you have to carry over your wounds from adventure to mm -hmm, adventure mm -hmm. okay. so that, okay. that's where it, um, it changes and before it was kind of like you, you're playing standard, so you're playing standard campaign, or you're playing expert, so you're playing expert campaign. But right. that's they, they've separated the two, so you can mix and match. I'm really glad they did that. I was sort of doing that anyway with Becky and Andy. I think we sort of decided to do that with um, Galaxy's Most Wanted. It's like, well, let's play standard, but I don't see any reason why we can't just have our hit points carry over. Like, right? Yeah. Like it's weird to reset them, you know? If like, but yeah, and in, in like Guardians, I think the rule is. If you're playing expert campaign, you can't change your deck at all. Yeah, and so, it changes all your challenge cards. Right, you flip those over. Yeah, it's a, it, it's interesting. It's very modular, just like it's supposed to be with all the modular sets that we mm -hmm. get. So another big category of the of this is defend and defense, and that was another thing that um that was probably the first rule of this game that was a lot more complex and clunky than I thought it would be. Like just sitting down to play and like uh oh. There's there's a nuance here that's a little bit less straightforward than I thought it would be. Um, what are some standouts from that that you guys noticed? Uh, I just want to clarify the the ruling on timing for triggered abilities. Okay. Like you go, they've outlined now. It's your constant effects, then your forced interrupt, then your interrupt, then your forced response, and then your responses. Mm -hmm. So I want to put that on a card and keep that next to me for all the new players that are coming in. Because and Steve and I were talking about it before the show, uh, we were talking about expert defense. Because yeah, that's a common question. Hey, when you defend an attack, do I have to play expert defense, which just raises your attack? Or sorry, raises your defense by three. Do I have to play that before the boost card is revealed or after? 
And because it's worded when, it, first of all, it's worded as an interrupt, an interrupt for defense. And when you would defend against an attack, add plus three to your defense versus sidestep, which actually happens later in the sequence, where which is a when you would take damage, uh, apply apply this card. That sure. means you could do it afterwards. But it's also a response, not an interrupt. So it seems like they've kind of codified this in the effects to just kind of show where in the sequence you should be doing it. Where in the sequence do giving a boost card, where does, where does that? Is that after all this? Well, the boost card would happen before you take damage because it's required okay. to figure out how much damage you take. But boost card is after you've declared After you declare defense. Yeah. But you can play, and, and you can only play expert defense if you've actually exhausted to defend, right? Right. In that case, it's because it's adding a defense. It's boosting your defense stat. So you have to have a character applying his defense stat in order for that to take effect, really. So, so you have, so it is like a, you have to exhaust to defend, basically. Yep. Okay. So one thing that I is, let me ask you this: Is this new, guys? If a, that you can, you can play a hero defense card on someone else's attack. Is that? Am I reading that right? Well, yeah. Okay. Can, but if a player defends against an enemy attack that targets a different player, either by defending with a character they control or by resolving a defense ability, the defending player becomes a new target. So I didn't know you could do that. That's new, right? That is new, right? New and it isn't because you can always declare yourself a, a defender for somebody else. But this, this is doesn't that mean you're exhausting to defend? It does. All right, but this seems to indicate that if there's like a defense card that doesn't require you to exhaust to defend you could also say i'm defending for you right so here's the big change and it's kind of going back to the way it was when the game first started okay. if you play a defense card you are taking a defense action you are the defender but i can play one of those cards that doesn't require me to exhaust right correct preemptive strike is a great example and maybe the only real one currently okay um so ultron attacks thor that's you daniel okay and and I'm playing Iron Man, and I play... God help you. I know, right. Anyway, keep going. Um, I'm trying to get Iron Man killed here. So <laughs> Thor attacks you. <laughs> you don't assign anyone to defend. The boost card flips over. I play Preemptive Strike. Iron Man is now the defending character. Nobody okay. else can play defensive cards. Nobody else is the defending character. The attack and the the effects from the boost card, the attack damage, all that goes on to Iron Man. I love that. But he didn't defend. That's right. He didn't right. exhaust to defend. He didn't exhaust to defend. Right. So he does not apply his defense stat to the. He can't. He can't reduce the damage. I like that. But he has played a defense card. He is now the defender. He has defended. So he is. The attack is not considered undefended. I think that's because great. you played a defense action. So just like if you play an attack card, you are attacking. Or you play uh -huh. a thwart card, you are thwarting. You play a defense card, you are defending. Okay, I like that. It seems to make open up some really cool possibilities in the future. Most of these defense ability cards are like after you exhaust a defender or something, right? Right, a lot of them say after your hero defends, which requires you to exhaust and things like that. But what can't happen is in that same situation, I play preemptive strike and the first the card flips over and it says give the villain another boost card and then somebody else plays another preemptive strike on the second boost card because i'm all can't do it i'm already doing it so now similarly one, one defender one defender if 
I exhaust a defender, can you then play a defense card? Mm -mm. Okay. Because even though I haven't explicitly played a defense card, I have done the action that you have said. I am the I am the player defending this attack. Right. Bullet point one: Only one player at a time can defend against an enemy attack. Once a player defends, no other player can defend against the same attack. Okay. So if yeah, if if Thor exhausts to defend against Ultron, I can't play my preemptive strike because you have exhausting to defend is a defense action, just like exhausting to attack is an attack action. It's just a basic version of. Well, it. maybe he shouldn't have been so reckless. He should have asked his teammates instead of just charging into battle. That's, <laughs> That's what you got a teammate for. <sighs> All right. Well, what else, guys? Uh, they do clarify in there, though, as long as we're on defense, if um, the very last one, uh, if a defending ally is defeated before damage from the attack is dealt, like, say, a boost ability, sure. the attack is now considered undefended, and you, you suffer any... Yeah, we Lord yep. of the Rings players know that rule. Yep, yep. and... Boy, Galaxy's Most Wanted. Wow, I had... Who was it? Was it Loch Ness? Who was defending with Maria Hill? Or who was someone else? And they lost Maria Hill three times to boost cards. Ouch. Sorry. It's undefended now. <laughs> Take that, yeah. leadership. On the flip side of that is things like backflip are now considered a defense that prevent all the damage, so unflappable will work for you. Uh, technically before it wouldn't if you didn't exhaust as well because you weren't defending. You were just preventing the damage. Oh, now that's you are, great. Okay. Yep. Now you could now you can not exhaust Spider-Man. You can play backflip and still use your uh, any card that triggers off of, uh, you know, having defended. So that's, well, that's a good cool. change. That opens up protection. More yeah. Than yep. It, it yep. kind of steered you into one build. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, that's good. It kind of takes us back to the way it was before the old, the, or the previous RRG, but with some limitations and some caveats. And, and mm-hmm. I, it's it's a good middle ground. I like it because it just makes more sense for a new player. You know, if I play an attack card, I'm attacking. If I play a defense card, hey, I'm a defending. It makes sense. So yep. <laughs> yep. yeah, that's weird because we usually want to, want these LCGs to have some bizarre esoteric nonsense in one rule that like comes out of nowhere. Rats we'll probably come up with one of those. Yeah, let's hope. What do you think, Mike? Can you come up with one? Actually, <laughs> Steve, I thought I would talk about you. Oh, oh, thanks. Who are you? Who are you? This has been a question that Marvel Champions players have been asking for years. Well, you is actually very intuitive. You are you. You are your identity. You are the upgrades that are attached to your identity. If you have combat training, that is part of you. You are not Mockingbird, because Mockingbird is an ally. You are not your tech team, because tech team is a support. You are yourself, your upgrades, the events you play, they're considered an extension of your identity. And interestingly enough, the resources that you play. So salvage is considered an extension of Rocket. Black Panther has his vibranium. Hmm. The one catch with upgrades. Astute listeners might remember that not all upgrades are upgrades on your hero. Some of them are upgrades on the on your allies. And it specifically says unless attached to a different character, upgrade cards are considered to be an extension of the controlling player's identity. So if you stick your power gloves on ally Iron Man, those now belong to ally Iron Man. This is important for cards that say deal damage to you. We can conceivably see a future where there's an upgrade on you that soaks damage. It's important to know 
is it actually on you or is it on, on one of your allies? So what does this mean in terms of card effects? Well, a lot of them specify you. So let's, let's take an example. Let's say the player is sitting down and they draw an encounter card that says, the smart buff highly attractive villain attacks you. If you take damage as a result of their attack, something villainous happens. If they defend with an ally and the ally takes damage and dies, that's something villainous never happens because the you, you did not take damage. take damage, right? Got it. But this is a double-edged sword because if Captain Spandex is getting his or her allies to do all the work that they can, that sorry, do all their work for them, they can't then play a card that says, if you defeat a minion, do this. Or every time you thwart, do this. Because sure. they didn't do anything. They just sat there pretending to be a hero. Now, is that different from earlier rules or just a very super clarification of it? This is the only time it's been codified. Okay. Because I think the wording on Hall of Heroes was very ambiguous. People okay, didn't, uh, weren't, didn't quite know what constitutes being able to put a marker down. And this says, if an ally kills them, you don't put a marker down. That's great. Pretty sure that's probably how a lot of people were playing, because just it, you know, made sense made sense that way. But yeah, there's sort of like an interim ruling that was out there that was sort of all of this, but not as detailed or like codified, really. Yeah. Yeah. Where it starts to get weird is when they talk about you as in this, but this doesn't make sense for your player. Like discard a card from your hand. Well. That's not referring to the Iron Man hero you're playing. That's referring to you, the player of the game. So when they basically, if it's obvious, it's obvious. Discard a card from your hand means discard a card from your hand. It, it's you. It's it's the English you, right? Search your deck for a copy of a card. Well, who else are they talking to? It is you. So they do spend half a page talking about that, but I don't think anyone had any any qualms over that one. Yeah, there's there's you, the player, and then you, the hero who's inside the game playing, and then all those other people. Or places that aren't, you know, that's just not Iron Man or it's just not Thor. So, yeah, I, it's very clear if you read that page. I mean, it is almost an entire page. So. Yeah. At this point, it's a good time to shout out the Hall of Heroes. They have a, a wonderful breakdown and a wonderful parsing of all the new rules in the RRG. Yeah, thank you for that. Steve, you, we've got some Murata on a couple cards. There's some Murata listed out there, but there's really two that I think are the big ones. And it's no surprise at this point, I think everybody's seen this, but Honorary Avenger, max one per character. Well, fair's fair. There go the giant She-Hulk decks, that sort of thing. Uh, and sort of as soon as that card came out, people were like, why isn't this max one per character? Well, it is now. So, um, And okay. then the other one is Warning, which was a card that went right into the bike spokes for me. What, um, what is Warning? Warning, right. <laughs> warning. I guess this is part of your point. Yeah, um, so, it's a so, zero cost event. Uh, yeah. It came in the Doctor Strange pack, and okay. it, now it says, "Interrupt when a hero would take any amount of damage, reduce that amount by one." What they did was they removed the fact that it was a defense action and could, previously could only be used if you're defending for yourself. But it, it yeah. So okay. now it's so now it's playable. You know, it could prevent a damage on some other hero, not some alter ego. <laughs> which would actually maybe make it useful because alter egos taking indirect damage and stuff can really hurt them. But it's not a defense, so you could use it. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of other errata out there, but for the most part, they're just uh, typo fixes or minor changes that don't really affect the way the card is played. 
Um, like all the the three different hail hydras all now have the exact same wording. <laughs> so, um, I think we owe the community owes that entirely to you, Steve. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you've been you've been mentioning that as 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 a something that rankles you. It's the same card. Why does it have different words on it? <laughs> uh, just cut and paste. Um, and the, the other one that's is attack on Mount Athena, uh, which was the crossbones, where the rule book said one thing and the card said something else. Now they match, and you're oh. supposed to play. Yep. Now you're supposed mm-hmm. to play Hydra Assault, Weapon Master, and Legions of Hydra. Okay. Which was the one that was incorrect? Uh, it used to say Hydra Patrol, so now it says Hydra Assault. In the book. Yeah, the book was correct. Oh, the book was correct. Oh. Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be harder hitting, so you're getting attacked. It's attack on Mount Athena, so it's Hydra Assault, because they're assaulting. Okay. Yep. So that's the easier way to remember it. So, you know, little things like Avengers Tower should have Avenger Trait on it. There's, like, a version of it that doesn't, that sort of stuff. So it's just sort of clean up. And there's a nice little fact in there, too. They answer a whole bunch of questions and rulings, and, you know, it's it's broken down by pack. So you could find it easier. Uh, they've even numbered it. So okay, good. So rate rate the RRG. Oh, total <laughs> A, total A. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, really liked what they did with it. I typically don't rate this. That's just Daniel's thing, you know, as the teacher. But <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'll give it an A as well. But then I'll errata that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, not for about a year. You know what? You know what I will say um, as as a as someone who also teaches philosophy, I might use this uh, this text understanding and clarification of what you means to talk about larger philosophical concepts. Yeah, are you, you are not you are not Mockingbird. <laughs> you are not another player. You are not a tech team. You are you are, however, an event in your life. <laughs> you are when John have Snoop Dogg counters. Yeah, <laughs> you are the training. That defines you. Yeah. yeah. No, we can have a lot of fun with this one page of you. Might bring it in tomorrow. So yeah, I really like it a lot. Fantastic. Oh, what's now, next, Steve? Steve? I thought you mentioned something about an intelligentsia. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we got intelligentsia. We've had some questions for a while now, and we so we've had some longer issues, so we haven't really got to them. So we got a couple here. We're just gonna kind of shoot from the hip, take them. So Asago on our fiftieth mm-hmm. issue. That was a while ago had asked us in the survey, what is your least favorite encounter set and modular set combo? Mm-hmm. So do you guys have a least favorite modular set with a villain? Now, even though this was asked many moons ago, I, I've never seen it before. Um, so I really am shooting from the hip. And I have two answers. Can I answer them? Yeah. All right. My somewhat cheeky response is, the um, Galaxy's Most Wanted Ronin with anything. <laughs> um, oh, you an hater. Awful. Pain. Amazing. Wonderful. Oh, God. From, from certain perspectives, Ronin is fantastic. So, like, from ours, for example. He's great. Um, but, but I got to thinking, based on this weekend, uh, talking a little bit about um, playing Mutagen Formula, and I think least favorite is probably the wrong way to put how I feel about this, but I will never play it again with goblin gimmicks. And why? Because it's what you do. 
You know what I mean? Like, like it was sort of like every game that we played of it this past weekend was sort of uh, let's just load it up like that. And I was, I was like, oh, I didn't get to thinking about it until after. You know, I was just excited to play and all that kind of stuff. But then I'm like, oh, you know, I've never done mutagen with anything but goblin gimmicks. I don't think That's so. Nice. It would be it would be interesting to, especially now that I've crushed it twice. Um, right, right. To just explore more possibilities, just to see how Goblin changes. You know, throw the Badoon in there, the Badoon. More, more yeah, minions. Just more. Yeah, but like you could do that, and or you know, uh, I think that particular scenario will change a lot based on the modular sets you put in it. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like I kind of know what to expect now with the goblin. Like, I, the possibilities for goblin are fewer in my mind now than they were at the start. So, gotta keep myself on my toes. So it's not it's like my least favorite, but it's just I won't ever use them together again. I don't think. Makes sense. So okay. I think for me. And I've done this a few times now, so this is from experience. The Master of Time set does lose quite a bit outside of the Kang scenario. Oh, interesting. I tried it in Ultron twice now. And and why do you think that is? Kang himself is cool, but... There's only a couple obligations, so the minion doesn't really get boosted. The cards that prevent you from attacking Kang don't time well with the fact that there's only one Kang in the deck of 40 cards. It's sort mm-hmm. of like doesn't synergize well. Um, it's like if you're looking for a set that's maybe a little, honestly, a little easier, put it in a, in a scenario that's not Kang because... It doesn't. It won't synergize as well with the rest of the scenario. So it so, sort of falls flat. You're like, oh, there's Kang. Oh, this is gonna be great. Uh, six damage. He's done. And the rest of the cards don't really hurt you at all. Oh, I can't attack Kang. Well, I just killed him. He's in the discard pile. He's gonna be there forever. Who cares? So I just leave right, this out. Right. So yeah, that, that's why I think so. That's a great choice. Great pick. I was gonna say the same thing. Oh, sure you were. Uh, well, I was also thinking the other. Okay, I play a lot of Kang. I, I, I play, his modular sets are my favorite. That's why I wanted to go before you. Oh, I know. Okay, well, so I'm a lot of this, a lot of challenging stuff. A lot of the modular sets they add challenge, and that's awesome. That's great. Some of them just add time. So the ones that feel like a slog just to be a slog, I don't really like. And I already don't like Ultron because I find it to be a slog. So I'm going to say Modok's, Modok and Ultron. Mm, that's good. Because I don't want a 10-hour game. Now, uh, well, I now you got skirmish I, mode. I can't speak from experience because I will never play that. <laughs> I'm too busy oh fighting T-Rexes. You love your T-Rexes. They're good. T-Rex yeah, is no, you love that. Time. Although this, these latest sets, wow. I'm looking at the modular sets in Galaxy's Most Wanted, and they are minion heavy. 
Can so, we talk about those in the future? Well, I'm going to put an ask, like maybe something for the future. I do wonder about what I said, the Badoon mutagen, especially expert mutagen. I have this vision in my head of these combo trains going off that just, bam, six minions engage with you. So that yeah, doesn't yeah. sound like fun either. That sounds like a slog. Yeah. Or you're dead quickly, so it's not yeah. so sloggy. Yeah. That remains to be seen. Yeah, you can't tread water for too long before it's Yeah. It's no fun. Yeah. Well that's a great question. Thank you, Asalgo. That was fun. Yeah. Alright, speaking about fun. Mr. L has a question for us. Critical encounters versus four Marvel superheroes. Any that we want in a pie war? Apparently oh. we're throwing pies in their faces. Okay. Who, who do we do it to? Who are we fighting? Um, Versus the superheroes? Oh, man. I want Doc Ock on my team. Well, do we have a team? Or are we like mono a mono versus some... I thought it was the four of us versus four superheroes okay. in a okay. pie war. Okay. But I also wanted to recruit a, a teammate. What's the guy's name? Like, Pate, Paste Pot Pete Paste or something? Pot Pete. Paste Pot Pete, yes. I think he would be fantastic at a war, to be quite honest. So he's your channel. You're channeling him, and you're fighting. Yeah, and I'm fighting. You know, I don't want to sound like a... Uh, okay, I, I really don't like Iron Man, everybody. And I know, but... I want to see a pie on his face. I want to see a pie on his face. Right? Or I think it would be really funny to see how Hulk reacts to it. <laughs> I think I know how Hulk would react to it. Right. But I, I want to see that like nanosecond look of kind of surprise. Right. Right. Like now it, it this is a pie war. So mm -hmm. like if it's just a surprise, awesome. If we're actually having a war and everyone knows this war is happening and the element of surprise is taken away. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it would be a fun fight against Ms. Marvel. Oh, yeah. Right? She, yep. she can pie you from whatever direction she wants. She could, you know, suddenly I'm here. Pie. Pie. I think that'd be... And she would have fun with a pie war. Right. But the whole war does start with me taking a pie and sneaking up behind Hulk and hitting him in the face with it. Okay. And, okay. I, and then I run as fast as I can. And then like tag team with <laughs> base bot Pete. <laughs> All right. If I, if I have a teammate, I want spot. Oh yeah. Right. You throw a pie yeah. in one hole and it comes out the other. He's got all these dimensional spots. So like, they oh, can't see so the cool. pie it's the right? pie wars meat portal. Yes. Yes. And then I think, I think I, I would like to pie uh, Drax, oh, yeah. least, the movie version, because I don't think he would know what's going on. He'd just stand there and eat it, uh, you know, and, and right. we win. We win that way. We win. So, yeah. Or like Rocket, that. because I think cover him fun. in whipped cream and stuff, and he's like this little, you know, uh, wet rat. So, yeah. <laughs> he would get almost as mad as Hulk. Yeah. yeah, I could see him yeah. thinking it was not as funny as I thought it was. Right. So. 
And then we've got a really interesting question that we could go seven issues on, probably. Right? From Steve McGug. Steve MCG. Yes. Steve MCG. <laughs> so he, he asked, I'd be interested to know what aspect you feel fits best with each hero or one hero per aspect. It's probably more efficient. So what if we think about okay. oh, one aspect that we think works best with which one hero? Like, like when mm-hmm. you think of that aspect, what hero well, do you think is best for it? I'm I'm True. sorry. I'm already going to break your your plan. Oh, okay. No, if you got I, something else. Well, I do. Well, I got Spider Woman, and she's got two aspects. Ouch. Okay. First thing that came to mind is the my favorite Spider Woman is aggression protection. Because I feel like you get two uses out of her. You get her defense stat. You get her attack stat. And she's got low hit points, so being able to throw protection cards in there is great. And she's really good at punching things in the face. And if you build up her counters by playing different aspects, she can thwart well on her own. So she's really flexible, and that's that's my favorite there. So if I when I think of justice, I've got to make a justice deck. I go to Miss Marvel. I think she's so good with justice. I think she just fits. With all the new cards that when she flips, she can thwart with, you know, lay down the law for six and then put it back in your hand and do it again. And multitasking, you know, four off of two different schemes. She's justice. If I have to make a justice deck, it's Miss Marvel, hands down. So that's like, that's where I associate that. So yeah, that's good. Protection, I have associated that from the beginning of the game with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like him because, you know, he can he, ex- he exhaust, defend, and all that kind of stuff. But all of his super cool attack stuff doesn't require him to exhaust to use it. So it's cool. You know, yeah. when he, um, Wakanda Forevers, it's, it's awesome. Because yeah. he's done a great job defending and then gets to go on the offensive. Like so I've always sort of associated him in quick, like, the knee-jerk protection. I haven't built this deck or played it in a long time. But I hear protection, and I think Black Panther. Yeah, that's good. From, from my early training days. All right. Uh, leadership. I think, again, early on, I always associated Captain America. And that's solely because of his ability to decrease the cost of allies you play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he works with a lot of aspects. Leadership just seems to suit him. And especially with that ready you have, things like uh, oh, yeah. the, the teamwork, mm-hmm. where you can actually you can do something and then your allies can boost him for his other attacks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also... One of my, my early stolen decks off of uh, Marvel CDB was um, a Black Widow leadership deck that I liked a lot. Um, her and the prep stuff, and um, my all-time favorite card, whose name escapes me, but because it's my favorite, I can't think of it. The, when the ally dies, you can put him right back in. Oh, rapid, rapid response. Rapid response, thank you. Um, you know, and her ability mm-hmm. to, to deal with that and the other ways in which, like, she can bring in like, some nice high-cost allies and things like that. She's cool. 
as a leadership. So she's my go-to leadership. And I love how I like the play style for Black Widow a lot too. That leaves aggression. It leaves aggression? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, right now, Rocket. Rocket, yep. Yeah. Uh, no way, man. Four. Over the weekend, LCG Con, man, a Rocket deck with uh, some minions on the table. You could be drawing cards like crazy and you're killing stuff. And you just kind of feel like Rocket just shooting stuff all over the place. And you're doing all the overkill damage. You're already kind of doing that. So, yeah. Uh, Rocket for me right now is the aggression hero. I got to go Thor based on this past weekend. Honestly, a lot of the things that help that I associate with rocket aggression kind of work for Thor too, right? Yep. You, you're, yep. you want those minions because it gives you the card draw, lets you do what you want to do. Yep. You can just put the damage down. They would be, here, here's would be a fun game for us, Steve. Take rocket and Thor versus the wrecking crew. <laughs> Oh, I let's go fight. Let's one. go fight a scenario that has no minions. <laughs> right, right. There's like, was there four minions in the whole the whole thing? Mm-hmm. A couple of escape prisoners, a couple of corrupt prison guards, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun for us. What about you, Mike? Uh, is, oh, you said Spider Woman, right? I said Spider Woman, and I said Captain America leadership. Right. Progression, yeah, right. I'll go rocket for aggression for sure. Rocket for aggression, okay. All right. Well, there you go, Steve. Steve MCG, I mean. That was a, you know, for a knee-jerk response, pretty thoughtful. Yeah. We Kinda still nice. have some other intelligentsy questions. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. Awesome. Well, Mike, if the folks want to get a hold of us. Yeah. Us, what, what are they going to do? Were you looking through the rules reference and thinking, hey, they're missing a few rules. Some of our Critical Encounters house rules. Hey, let us know which ones you'd like to see in the RRG. You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And we even have lots of videos on there already. And audio versions of this very show. And on Discord, we are Vardain, Big Foam Loaf, The Truth, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Take us out. Uh, some abilities have timing priority over other abilities. In order, the timing priorities of abilities is one, constant, two, force interrupt, three, interrupt, four, force response, five, response.